Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Hello again, friends. Welcome into Gamecock Central Radio. It's Emerson Phillips joined by Wes Mitchell, and we're getting ready for the start of the 2016 football season. Wes, Will Muschamp had his first radio call-in show last night. The football team did not practice yesterday. Muschamp gave the team off. So today marks the start of what is officially game week for the first time here in 2016. South Carolina opens up one week from today at Vanderbilt on a Thursday night game, national TV game. We talked about it earlier this week here on Gamecock Central Radio. So game week is here, Wes. Yeah, absolutely. It, it is here. It is upon us. Um, you know, I, I think it's always interesting to see how the different coaches sort of, I guess, attack the first game week as far as the schedule goes. And, you know, you want to find a little bit of that balance between using your extra time that you have with it being week one, but also you, you don't want to spend all camp clearly on, on your week one opponent when you're you're not going to have that much time on, on the rest of your opponent. So, you know, by starting, you know, we're exactly one week away. Generally, you know, you, you kind of have a day off in there at the, you know, as you go from, from week one to week two or week two to week three. So, you know, by, by actually practicing on the day, you know, being Thursday to a Thursday game uh, and taking the day off before rather than after, you, they basically get two extra days of work on Vanderbilt than what they would have gotten on a, a regular week. But, you know, I think coaches also sort of, they don't they don't want the team to get too tired of, of doing all the same things and the same game planning, the same install for a week. So it, it makes a lot of sense. And, of course, uh, giving them the, the day off yesterday sort of marked the official beginning of uh, the actual season. And basically, you know, a situation where they were able to get their legs fresh uh, going into Thursday's practice. Right. So a physical preseason camp, Wes, all the indications from the players that have been asked about that during this preseason have said that there's been more hitting in preseason camp. There's been more contact, even though they haven't always tackled to the ground and this kind of thing. Several players have noted when asked that it's been a lot more physical this preseason than maybe it's been in the past few years. Yeah, it has been physical. And I, I think that, you know, Muschamp also as now kind of a veteran coach, um, you know, with, with some experience behind him, I, I think his, has also shown some restraint. You know, he uh, obviously gave them yesterday off, uh, Wednesday off, and then, you know, leading into the Saturday scrimmage, they actually uh, had a couple of days where it was really just more walkthrough versus actual practices. And, you know, he wanted them to be very, very fresh for that, that scrimmage last Saturday. And, you know, I, I think that's that's something that as a coach you have to find that balance. You know, you, you want to run a physical camp. There's a time when you sort of have to, um, you know, for lack of a better way to say it, you kind of have to, to tear your guys down and then build them back up a little bit at, at points in this process. But then there becomes a time where you have to start building towards the season. You want your you want your best um, health as the season begins as far as, you know, finding a way to, to make sure that most of your team is healthy to start the year. And you want your guys to be fresh. You don't want them to still be tired uh, from camp you know, with the season starting because we all know it's sort of a a grueling grind as far as the season goes. So I, I think Muschamp has, 
has had that balance. He's shown a lot of restraint. And, uh, you know, one, one thing about this group is that they absolutely harp on keeping teammates healthy. Whereas, yes, they want to be physical. Yes, they want to hit. Um, you know, they want them to tackle the proper way as far as wrapping a guy up. But but you don't bring him to the ground. As, as hard-nosed and as uh, physical as these coaches want this defense to be, when, when you go to the open practices, one thing you always hear just as much as, as about anything else is you hear them yelling, you know, keep him up, keep him up. Uh, don't bring him to the ground. Uh, on, on just about every play when a guy's – Wrapping up, it's it's hold them up, hold them up. So uh, I think the idea of protecting your teammates and not getting, you know, it's so easy for a leg to sort of get twisted or, or wrapped the wrong way, and uh, you know, uh, in contact situations. That uh, I think that's that's a big thing, and that's something that especially a team that's lacking depth at a lot of positions, uh, you, you got to take care of your teammates in practice, and they've done that. Right, and you mentioned earlier this week here on Gamecock Central Radio that health is going to be very important for South Carolina football this year. Uh, the Gamecocks feel like they're pretty good in the first ring. On both sides of the football, we believe, at this uh, early stage as we get ready for the opener against Vanderbilt, but not as much depth as perhaps the Gamecocks would like. So it's going to be important for the number ones to stay healthy. So Muschamp and this new staff taking the necessary precautions throughout the preseason to make sure that everybody stays healthy. So that largely it has been a healthy preseason camp for the Gamecocks. And now we've got just one week until kickoff. Hard to believe the summer has really gone by quickly. And one week from tonight, South Carolina kicks it off at Vanderbilt to open the 2016 season. And this is Game. Gamecock Central Radio with Emerson Phillips and Wes Mitchell. We invite you to download the Gamecock Central Radio app. It's available on the App Store and on Google Play. To subscribe to the podcast, search for Gamecock Central Radio. You'll find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and other popular services, or you can just visit radio.gamecockcentral.com. Five practices for the Gamecocks, and then a walkthrough next Wednesday. And Wes, the team will travel to Nashville next week, Wednesday, to get ready for this Thursday night game. So Muschamp had his first radio call-in show of the new season uh, last night, and he gave us a little bit of information about starters. He did not name a starting quarterback, as he indicated uh, over the weekend, that uh, he would not do it this time, and he may not do that until game day. But he did give us a couple of starters on special teams. Tell us about it. Yeah, that's right. Um, A.J. Turner. Uh, the, the kickoff returner, um, which uh, then you have Rashad Fenton, the, the punt returner, at least uh, game one. That's the guys they're going to go with as as the first teamers there. And, you know, I think it makes sense. You saw uh, what Rashad Fenton can do in the return game. It was actually a kickoff return last year at LSU where he, uh, you know, took it to the house. It was the first kickoff return for touchdown and um, like a million years at South Carolina. So, you know, I, I think those guys have some, some speed, some quickness, some tackle-breaking ability. Obviously, that's one of those things where I, I think uh, Muschamp and this staff are sort of putting uh, uh, putting it into practice what they've preached in that they said uh, starters could play special teams, and you're going to put the best guys out there regardless of uh, you know their, their other roles in the team. And you're talking about Rashad Fenton, uh, probably the most important cog in South Carolina's defensive backfield right now, and A.J. Turner's here starting running back. So, uh, you know, both those guys are very, very important to the team, but they're going to let them play special teams and go out there. And, you know, I, I think in, in some ways, if you are a team that, that's got a bunch of unknowns that has some question marks on offense, then, you know, special teams is one way you can sort of uh, get your playmakers in space. So uh, I think putting some guys back there who have a real chance to sort of break a game open, 
makes a lot of sense. And and also, you know what? I think special teams is sort of a hidden advantage for South Carolina. I think that's something they're going to have to be good at. Uh, you know, Vanderbilt uh, was not very good on special teams last year. I believe they have a new special teams coordinator because of that. Uh, gave up a ton of yards. They were last in the conference last year in, um, in basically return yardage allowed. So, you know, this is a situation where I think uh, throughout the year, South Carolina is probably going to have some advantages on special teams. They've got a great kicker, great punter. Um, they're going to need special teams to perform if they're going to win some games. Wes, uh, Muschamp also on his call-in show last night gave us an injury update, and really there was nothing new there uh, except for Kyle Markway, who is listed as 50-50 to play in the opener against Vanderbilt next week. We already reported here on Gamecock Central Radio earlier in the week that three players have been ruled out for the Vanderbilt game, running backs Rico Dowdle and Mon Denson, and linebacker Lorenz Bryant, uh, out for the Vandy game as well. And Muschamp said that uh, the hamstring injury that he's got right now is, is not good, Wes. Yeah, that, that's right. Uh, you know, Bryant not really in a good in a good spot right now. It's going to be a while before he gets back. Going to be a while before Rico Daddle gets back. Um, and then Markway 50-50. I think the thing with Markway is that, you know, he, he's not been able to practice at all uh, this preseason. So, you know, I think it, it makes it difficult to, to get out there and, and play when, you know, when that's the case. But this is a guy that, you know, they have depth at tight end, but this is a guy that sort of brings something a little bit different to the table. He's good at the point of attack. He's a good blocker. Uh, he played on a bunch of their special teams units last year and was uh, really, really successful there. So he, he's someone that's probably not, uh, Mark Way, I'm talking about probably not one of the more heralded members of the team, but I think does a lot of things that just don't get noticed and, and does them very well. So, you know, he's a guy that uh, they certainly can get by without, but I think they would, you know, clearly like to have him out there if possible. All right, Wes, the first practice geared toward the Vanderbilt game takes place today. In fact, it was at nine o'clock this morning. The Gamecocks hit the practice field to begin preparation in earnest exclusively for Vanderbilt. So talk about the game plan for Vandy and what South Carolina is going to need to do to win that football game. Yeah, you know, I think um, it starts and it ends where a lot of football games start and end, and that uh, clearly is, is the turnover battle. Um, you know, I think if if, you, if you're if you sort of looking at a game and you're trying to figure out, uh, you know, how it's going to play out and you don't really – there's a lot of unknowns on both sides, you have to start with, with that. If, if you win the turnover battle, you're going to be in a position, you know, to win a lot of games. And I, I think these are two teams that are probably going to be fairly evenly matched. This is probably going to be a fairly low-scoring uh possibly ugly uh, football game. You know, I think uh, week one, you're going to see some sloppiness. This is a, a new offensive scheme, a new defensive scheme, a new special team scheme, a new head coach, obviously. So there's probably going to be some sloppiness on South Carolina's side. They're going to need some big plays. Um, but ultimately, it comes down to protecting the football. And, and then I, I think what what I've said uh, leading into the season for a while is that South Carolina is going to have to lean on this offensive line. You know, that, that's where they have some experience on offense. That's where they have some guys that have played before. That's where they have some guys that are stepping in that I think they have very high expectations for. You know, Corey Helms, who had to sit out last year, I think is a is a potentially big-time player. Donnell Stanley, DJ Park have had really, really good camps. And then uh, Zach Bailey, uh, this is a kid that, I think has probably not gotten quite enough attention maybe that he should uh, this preseason because I think there's an expectation where he could possibly be an all-SEC type guy and take that next step as a player. 
And then Mason Zandy is sort of the senior leader of that entire bunch and is a leader on the offensive side of the ball. So uh, I think for them to be successful, you know, not just game one, but into the season, you know, as we go along, uh, they're going to have to lean on this offensive line. They're going to have to give A.J. Turner room, and whichever quarterback must champ announces, they're going to have to give that guy time to obviously uh, go through his progressions and deliver the football. Wes, we know Muschamp has not announced a starting quarterback. Do you expect any any starting position announcements between now and kickoff next Thursday night? Yeah, you know, I think that they'll sort of um, release that information as the week goes along. You know, we'll get some media availability uh, starting on Friday, and we'll sort of get a good idea. It's generally going to be a pretty good indication if a guy's working with the ones, yeah. you know, this week in practice that he's probably the starter. Um, you know, so, so a lot of these positions are sort of, even though they haven't announced starters, a lot of these other positions, we already have a pretty good idea of, you know, who's going to be the guy. I think, um, you know, A.J. Turner, they've pretty much said we'll start at running back. Uh, you know, at, at wide receiver, I'd be absolutely shocked if it's not Debo Samuel, Brian Edwards, and uh, Jamari Smith in a three-receiver set. Uh, tight end, Hayden Hurst, you know, I'm, I'd be shocked if he's not the starter. You know, I think you go on the defensive side of the ball. DJ Smith and Chaz Elder are probably your starters at safety. Um, you know, I think at cornerback, there's still a little bit. Of, Fenton's definitely going to be a starter. There's a little bit of a battle for if Jamarcus King can get into the starting lineup. Uh, at linebacker, Bryce Allen Williams is definitely a starter. I think TJ Holliman's probably the starter, although Jonathan Walton has done some really good things as well. And then, uh, you know, on the defensive line, there's probably some guys still battling it out for spots. I think Quay Lewis probably on the field at, at, at some position up front. He's played both defensive tackle and defensive end. Um, you know, Taylor Stallworth has really, really come along as, as as of late. I think he's probably a starter at defensive tackle. Uh, you probably lean to Darius English at the buck. And, um, you know, the, the other starter will sort of depend on if Quay Lewis is inside or outside. You know, if he's inside, Dante Sawyer's probably your starter at defensive end. If if Quay is at defensive end, then I would say Kelsey Griffin is probably your starter, your other starter at defensive tackle. So for the most part, you know, there are guys still fighting it out, but I think we already have a pretty decent idea of, you know, of who the various starters are. And uh, the the big one though, the one that everybody's waiting for, is obviously the quarterbacks and Muschamp has basically said uh that ain't happening. Um, you know, he's he's gonna wait. He said he's not even gonna internally tell the quarterbacks uh you know until possibly the possibly the day before the game and you know possibly on the game on game day so i uh i think that's and i think you know what emerson i think it makes sense because to his point um vanderbilt basically has to prepare for all three guys and there's no there's film on perry orth obviously but there's no real film on jake bentley uh because He he hasn't played, and then there's no film on Brandon McIlwain at this level. And, you know, I think South, South Carolina has so many um, internal unknowns as far as what they're going to be as a, as a team. Um, that that may be one, of, and I think we talked about that previously, that may be one of your real true advantages to this game is that um, they might be unknowns to South Carolina, and they're definitely unknowns for Vanderbilt trying to scout South Carolina. You know, they've they've got stuff – offensively and defensively that uh they've not shown anyone uh for that very reason because uh you know Muschamp said even in the spring game they they didn't run a single play offensively or defensively um that was not a play you know that they hadn't already run either at Duke when Roper was there or at Florida basically 
in anything that was new uh, was completely off the books, off the table for the spring game. So they, uh, you know, we've talked a lot about Muschamp being a detail-oriented coach. Um, you know, I think that's just another example of, of this. He's he's looking to gain every advantage in what I think. Um, I think most people think. I think it's going to be a close football game. Yeah, I'd be surprised if it's not a 17-13 type of ball game. I think it's going to be a low-scoring game, but we'll find out next Thursday night. Wes, we've spent so much of the preseason, and especially last week or two, talking about the running back battle. A.J. Turner, David Williams, Rod Talley's in the mix there as well. Quarterback battle with Perry Orth and Brandon McElwain and Jake Bentley. And then, you know, the safety position has been a concern. And who's going to make plays at wide receiver? We know Debo Samuel and Brian Edwards are out there along with Jamari Smith. And there's a handful of other kids who are going to get some playing time at wide receiver as well. But, Wes, the one player that we really haven't talked a lot about in the last week or two is Lorenzo Nunez. And I'm curious to know what kind of role you think he's going to have in this offense. You know, we've heard he could play a Wildcat package or two at quarterback. He, we know that he's been moved to receiver. This kid was good in the open field last year, and he proved that he could make some plays. And I'm curious to know how South Carolina is going to get him to football. Yeah, you know, I think it's been one of those things where it uh, it has been a little bit difficult to sort of start to learn the uh, nuances and intricacies of of learning the wide receiver position, which I think is probably expected. Um, you know, so that, that's been a process for him. That's going to take some time. You know, I, I don't think he's in the main sort of rotation at wide receiver right now, but I, I do think you sort of look and you say, this is still a guy that can make plays. and still a guy that can make something happen. I, I think at this point you maybe try to get uh, just a few plays uh, ready for him where you try to get him the football um, you know, a handful of plays with either, either with him lining up at quarterback or him lining up outside at receiver. Maybe you put a few trick plays in for him, something like that. But I, I think it's just going to be one of those things where it's going to take time for him to sort of come along. Uh, if if receiver is going to be a true option for him, you know, in the open practices he just uh, di- didn't look comfortable yet. Didn't mm. look comfortable, and I, I think that uh, the expectation there is probably. Uh, was probably set a little bit too high by the majority of the fan base in just expecting okay. him just to to naturally be able to pick everything up because there's so many different things that go into route running and adjusting your routes on the fly and um, viewing coverages not from a quarterback's uh, standpoint but from you know outside at receiver uh, just. Uh, not, not easy. So I think that's something that's going to take time. Okay. Heath Klein is the afternoon show host on 107.5 The Game, the flagship radio station of the Gamecock Network. And uh, Heath said a week or two ago that he thinks Lorenzo Nunez might hold the key to the season for the Gamecock offense. Uh, if he gives the Gamecocks a legitimate third receiver option or if he can get involved in any positive way to give the Gamecocks some production, be it at uh, Wildcat quarterback or maybe even as part of the running game, if he can give the Gamecocks anything, particularly at wide receiver, he could hold the key to success for Gamecock offense this season. So another variable that we'll have to consider as we continue to count down the days to kickoff here on Gamecock Central Radio. Right now to count down to seven days, one week from today, we'll get it underway. South Carolina at Vanderbilt. Again, an 8 o'clock kickoff in a national TV ball game. Wes Mitchell and I will return here on Gamecock Central Radio to talk more about it over the course of the next week. Thanks very much, Wes. Thanks, man. We'll talk to you soon. All right. He's Wes Mitchell, and I'm Emerson Phillips, and this is Gamecock Central Radio. Thanks for joining us.
Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai.